I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. This is a special edition of our podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I have asked women whose advice I trust to share their views and tips for listeners on how to deal with the situation we're currently facing. This is the first interview of this series, and it features Casey Crown, psychotherapist and wellness instructor based in Los Angeles. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Casey Crown is a psychotherapist, wellness educator, and writer. Her work challenges old mental health paradigms and suggests instead that true well-being lies in her ability to balance scientific and spiritual perspectives. For over a decade, she served as a facilitator of the healing process for adults, couples, and groups, working to upend trauma, transform emotional injury, repair relationship, and unlock vital wisdom to connect people with who they truly are. Along with Jackie Lenardini, Casey is the co-creator of the WellSoul Workshops, which I was lucky enough to attend a few weeks ago in Ojai, California. The educational and experiential workshops draw from the fields of interpersonal neurobiology, spiritual psychology, and energy medicine. Casey and Jackie have gathered quite a cult following, including receiving accolades from Goop, among others. I asked Casey to give us all advice on how to deal with the anxiety and fear that we are currently experiencing in different levels during this crazy time that we're finding ourselves in. Here is our conversation. My name is Casey Crown, and I'm an integrative psychotherapist and wellness educator based in Los Angeles, California. First of all, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be on the Brand is Female podcast today. Um, So I really, you know, I entered into the wellness space and and in particular into the mental health space um, via my own journey of healing, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty common for therapists. Uh, I am someone who had a history of pretty debilitating anxiety and um, I in my in my own healing process really experienced a tremendous amount of support via both the mindfulness practice path um, studying traditional wisdom uh, the chakra system meditation yoga and also through the clinical path and really beginning to understand how my body was responding to my experience and kind of what the the neurobiological impacts of adverse life events can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found that <clears throat> incorporating and integrating both um, traditional wisdom and Western clinical uh, medicine and in, in, in relation to mental health was the way to go. Mm-hmm. It was profoundly impactful for me and, and and I was inspired by my healing process and decided to go into clinical practice and to begin teaching. So that's kind of how I got there. And I do want to call out, um, I, I met you through one of the workshops that you organize uh, called Well Soul. And I was lucky enough to attend Well Soul a few weeks ago, um, which was an absolutely fantastic experience. It was, uh, I would say it's life changing. And um, 
the the work thank you and the work that you do along with your partner Jackie Leonardini uh, on this project is absolutely fantastic so can you tell me a little bit about Wellsoul and the approach sure. for that retreat specifically yeah so Jackie and I have been working together for several years um, she is an energy healer and a clairvoyant I'm an intuitive and integrative psychotherapist and we uh, we actually have quite a few clients that we work with together um and so you know what we've really found is that uh combining energy medicine and interpersonal neurobiology which is really what my background is in um is is having transformative effects on both people's understanding of themselves their ability to build self-awareness, um, which is really the first step mm -hmm. to the healing process, and also as a means to develop tools for bringing their energy and attention into the present moment, which is where we're most capable of healing from. Um, and so mm -hmm. we've created a curriculum that's really psychoeducational and experiential. It's designed to inform people of um, really just how their system works and mm -hmm. to normalize the experiences of anxiety, um, relational problems, depression, and, and any other potential emotional or relational challenges that people are facing, to normalize them through psychoeducation, and then to provide information and tools for taking responsibility and ownership over our own healing process. Uh, and, and we've right. put this curriculum together uh, a few years ago, and we've just completed our fifth workshop, which you you were at, which was wonderful in Ojai, and, and we're mm -hmm. looking forward to doing yeah. more. So let's get right into it, because um, it's, a, it's a difficult time right now. I think uh, everyone is feeling the anxiety, the panic every time we turn on the news, um, there's some, you know, doomsday headlines. So it's a tough time for everyone. It's especially difficult for anyone who's already suffering from anxiety. Um, and we have different reasons to be worried about. There's health, there's the impact on the economy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I want to first ask you, what are you hearing you know, from clients currently? How's everyone coping? How are you coping with what is going on? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the response is mixed, but in general, the people that are coming to me are coming because they're having, um, they're experiencing anxiety. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, one of the things that I always like to do when clients come to me and are experiencing distress um, in the form of anxiety is educate them about what anxiety is. And the, the, the reality is, Anxiety is kind of the alarm system of the body. Um, our body is designed to alert us to danger. It's a remarkable system. And the oldest part of the brain, the limbic region of the brain, the reptilian brain, if you will, um, is where our large emotional responses emerge from. And so when, when fear is activated, it becomes a whole body experience. And mm -hmm. what's wonderful about fear and uh, this system that alerts us to danger is that it's really just designed to protect us from harm. Um, so it's worth paying attention to. And um, our embodied information is incredibly important. It's, it's really worth paying attention to. 
um, where we tend to go awry as human beings is that we experience, when we experience this embodied fear response, we then create a narrative around that that might not be consistent with the threat that we're experiencing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the activity of the mind is what transforms that embodied experience of fear into often unwarranted panic. So with regard to the current state of affairs, the, this is a serious situation. Um, there's a pandemic, there's, um, people's health and lives are at risk. It's pointing to a number of systemic issues, um, and illuminating a lot of, uh, you know, problems that we currently face. There's of course, as you mentioned, economic fear, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I find myself and and many of my clients are in a, a pretty privileged position um, in that um, this will impact all of our lives. But there are there are far more vulnerable populations, um, including those that are immunocompromised and and um, and those that perhaps get get school get their their breakfasts and lunches through public school, the public school system, or what have you. So, um, you know. But, but the alarm system that's going off in all of us, it's really, it's an opportunity for us to pay attention to, okay, what is my embodied experience trying to communicate to me? And then it's our prerogative to take responsibility for the narrative we're going to shape around that embodied experience. Um, and, you know, panic does not contribute to um, creating support for ourselves. It's not the the vantage point from which we want to be making choices, if that if that makes sense. So I think we have to use tools and practices to alleviate the panic um, and bring our energy and attention into present time so that we are more capable of attending to the embodied experience of fear that we're having with wisdom and clarity and responsibility. And of course, like a certain level of acceptance needs to take place around the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns right now. And I think we are a human species that loves to be in control. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so it is, um, it is challenging everybody's, it's lighting up everybody's fear pictures around mm-hmm. not being able to control outcomes. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. So what would be some practical tips for someone who is going through anxiety? And I think all of us are to a certain level at the moment. So what are some tips, something that's easy to do, um, you know, on a on on any day that can help us kind of put this into perspective and feel a little more grounded at the moment? Yeah. I think there are a number of practices that people can engage with, um, and this is this is why at WellSoul we really encourage people to cultivate these practices when when they're not in the midst of a panic, so that they are able to lean on them in these moments because these moments are when when they are incredibly useful. Um, I, if you recall, we have pillars at WellSoul, and I find them really useful for pretty much any. Um, any practice that is designed to alleviate anxiety and, and bring our energy and attention into the present moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll name a few of those and then I'll talk about a few exercises that might be useful to people 
um, that are experiencing distress. The first Great. is the first pillar for well soul is embodied presence, right? We know that we're most capable and clear when we're embodied in the present moment. Fear knocks us out of our body. It sends us ruminating in the past or in this case, tripping about the unknowns that exist in the future, right? Mm -hmm. All the potential scenarios. And we are actually like kind of troubleshooting scenarios that are, have not yet happened and might not happen. So all with our energy and attention outside of our body focused in either the past or the future, that experience is very destabilizing, right? We're not grounded. So it increases anxiety. Whatever practices you have that can bring your energy and attention into the present moment are really important. So that might be meditation. Um, at WellSoul, we do a form of meditation called running energy, where we actually visualize dropping grounding cords from the root chakra, dropping grounding cords from the feet chakras, connecting ourselves to the supreme universal energy, and really running energy through the body to help ourselves call our energy and attention back into the space. Other mm-hmm. exercises, journaling is a good one. Um, yeah. You know, if you are able to do, if you can do a, a, a physical embodiment practice like a yoga or Tai Chi, which, you know, often people can do at home. There's a number of things, but for the most part, it's about the mind, right? So really paying attention to calling your energy back using the power of the mind. Right. Um, The second pillar at WellSoul is high frequency intention. And what we mean by that is setting intentions for the highest and best good of all concerned, right? This is a situation that is going to have a significant ripple effect um, and will impact everybody. It is a global event. And so one of the things that we do in a situation where we're feeling panicked is we look for what do I need to protect myself, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's important because we do want to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves. But we also want to make sure that the choices that we're making are for the highest and best good of all concerned, right? And so being really intentional about how am I going to, like, how am I going to enter this day and be with this day? How do I want to experience this pandemic as I go through it? Mm-hmm. How do I want my relationships to look? How do I want acts of service to look, right? So it's about really setting an intention around being present, around um, staying calm, around um making choices that kind of the next best choice available. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about having an intention to trust in our own resiliency and the re- resiliency of humanity. Um, and it's, it's about setting an intention to learn from the experience, right? Like events like this don't happen without enormous learning opportunities available to us. So it's important yeah. Yeah. to, to set an intention to really get the learning when we're in a panic and we are, um, you know, the mind is churning, it is, it's difficult to, to see the, the forest through the trees. Um, so, and the, and the third pillar, which is support, which really supports the second pillar, um, is focused attention. So now what do I need to do to focus my attention on fostering that intention that I've just set forth for myself, right? So Mm -hmm. what kind of choices am I making? Where am I sending my attention? 
a lot of people yeah. are consuming enormous amounts of media, right? Is there an opportunity to focus our attention more on not, you know, it's important to be informed. So choosing information sources that are of value without inundating ourselves with sensational media reporting all day long, right? That will just mm -hmm. contribute to the experience of embodied fear that we're having. Um, and, and paying attention to, is this response that I'm, that I'm, um, choosing into in this moment? Is this decision that I'm making in this moment, is it aligned with my intention to learn from this experience, to grow from it, to help create healing on the planet, to participate, um, in as thoughtful and as meaningful a way as possible in the solution, right? So mm -hmm. focusing our attention on those intentions is really important. And then the fourth pillar is neutral awareness, which is about observing, right? One of the things that happens when we're in the midst of the panic is that we are at the center of the emotional experience. Mm -hmm. So the more we can kind of exercise those first three pillars, the more we're able to get a bird's eye view perspective and, and, and withdraw from the center of the storm to observe what exactly is happening here. Yes. Right. And our ability in, in wisdom traditions, this is called wit witness consciousness, right? Our ability to kind of almost like elevate ourselves out of our emotional experience and look upon it with neutrality, observe it. Okay, wow, I'm having this huge fear response. What are my, what opportunity is available to me, right? So it's about just observing without going into the fear and making choices from that place. Right. Which yeah. leads to the fifth pillar, which is wise action, right? We, it's very difficult to make really healthy, responsible choices when we're making them from a place of panic and fear. Mm-hmm. They're not always wrong choices, but sometimes they are. And so it's about, you know, wise action is about going, okay, you know, knowing what I know, right? Given that I'm present in this moment, that these are my intentions, right? I'm observing what's going on around me, what's happening. What is the most responsible, healthy choice that I can make from this vantage point? Mm -hmm. Right? So journaling exercises can help you work through all five pillars. Um, meditation right. can help you work through all five pillars. There's lots of, lots of things that you can do, but knowing that mm -hmm. those are the pillars can be very helpful. I find this season of the brand is female is made possible with the support of TD bank group for women entrepreneurs, confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship. They also engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Casey. Um, so what's important to remember, you know, when you talked about media headlines, and yes, we need to 
stay connected to current news and stay informed. Um, what's one thing that we can do when we feel like it's getting a little much? Like practically speaking, would you recommend, you know, turning off devices for a little while? Uh, you brought up that meditation practice, the journaling. So when we do get to that point when we're feeling really overwhelmed, what's a concrete action we right. can take? Right. Well, in fact, it's it's interesting. The way panic works is that it's often really hard to lean on to, to, to meditate when we're in the when yeah. we're in a, in a state of panic. So, absolutely. Um, my encouragement to people is when you're not panicking, use those skills because it will be easier to re-engage with them when you're in a panic. Number one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you are in a panic, um, you know, the, breathing. Right, go to the basics. Go to the basics breathing, calling somebody, you know, that is not going to fuel the panic, but that's going to be a support system to you that might help, Mm -hmm. help you alleviate some of that, uh, make you feel less alone. A lot, you know, what's, what's interesting, you know, is that we are these social beings, human beings, we're all part of this interconnected system. Um, You know, there is no such thing as a separate self, we need each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we know about depression um, is that it is depression and and um, and other forms of of mental illness even are often exacerbated by experiences of isolation. So mm-hmm. the irony here is that when we need each other most um, to cultivate connection, we're experiencing this requirement to distance ourselves socially. Yes. Right. Yes. So I, you know, I. I encourage people to use technology right now to connect with people. I had somebody mm-hmm. yesterday reach out and ask if my daughter wanted to do a virtual play date, if they could FaceTime for a little bit and do, read a book or do some do an activity together. And I thought, what, well, I would have never it, that would have never occurred to me in the past. Um, yeah. But it, but it's not a bad idea. Um, stay connected to people, and mm-hmm. and you know, I think also getting out of our own story can be really helpful. You know, in particular, mm-hmm. if we are in a privileged position, gratitude practices, remembering, you know, focus on the breath, call somebody as a support, do gratitude practices, right? Are yeah, you in a yeah. home with a roof over your head? Do you know where your next meal is coming from, right? It's yeah. like stay present because in the present moment, often we're able to connect with all the incredible blessings and gifts that are available to us, right? Mm-hmm. And if we have an opportunity to be of service in some way to, to people who are in a more vulnerable position, that can also yes. heal us, right? Service to yeah. me is the yeah. highest form of healing. And yeah. so if there's a food bank you can donate to, or if there's, um, you know, some community resource that you can tap into to provide some level of support from a distance, then I encourage you to do that. Uh, because, you know, part of healing is getting out of our own story Mm. and recognizing that we're all connected, that we're all experiencing this life, this humanity. And it's, it can be enormously challenging and it's also really beautiful. Um, Mm. and so doing our best to kind of balance our awareness of those polarities is a, is a really important part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because there's two ways of reacting here. And you brought up, you know, the sense of community, the sense of connectivity. Um, uh, There's we're seeing people who 
you know, we're seeing stories in the media about people who are hoarding foods or supplies or, or things like that. I think there's mm -hmm. some aggressive mm -hmm. behavior that comes from fear, from uncertainty. So we have mm -hmm. a choice to be a, a good human being right now. Um, right. What in, in your in your mind, what does that look like? How can we choose to be, you know, a good human being in this situation? You already talked about service. If we're able to donate to a, fo a food bank or something like that. What are some yeah. other ways we can do that? Yeah, and, and create virtual groups with your friends. Maybe get, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm doing a support group next week for free. So because that's a service that I can offer. Um, and but, you know, get your girlfriends together, get on the phone um, and or on the on Zoom or on Skype or whatever it is and connect. Um, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, it's this is a this is when humans need to really tap into their creativity. And again, creativity is something that we're able to access most effortlessly in the present moment. Um, and so so really doing our best to tune into like, what is my skill set? What are my offerings? How do I uniquely express service? Um, it might be in the most unlikely ways, right? Perhaps it's about getting on the floor with your kids and being more present with your kids. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, going into kind of magical, imaginative play. Um, you know, there's, I think there's opportunities to get creative with how we are coping with this. I think yes. without question, um, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to answer a question about the kind of food situation and the hoarding of those resources. Because on the one hand, I am seeing public officials and um, people that we uh, lean on as resources in the community saying, please make sure that you have, you know, the staples, and make sure that you have medicine, yeah. medicine and, and, you know, in the event that you need to quarantine yourself. Now, mm -hmm. um, if you put that out there, then, you know, it will, it, it will inevitably um, trigger a fear response and um, people's scarcity issues, right? Absolutely. We, mm -hmm. You know, very, most people have some sort of scarcity, scarcity issue to overcome in their lives, even those with abundance, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, and so, and, and if, and, and often, especially those with abundance, um, right? Because <laughs> yeah. those are often the communities that do more of the hoarding because they have access to the resources to do so. So it's not mm -hmm. about judging people for going out and buying extra food and being in a panic. It's about, you know, how, what can we do to support each other in, and alleviate some of this stress and make sure that there's enough for all of us um, yes. and that everybody has access to food when they need it and support when they need it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and those are the things that I would hope that we're all asking ourselves right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I find too, just, you know, helping put things in perspective, I've been getting on the phone a lot more, phoning friends, phoning, you know, contacts, making sure we have a conversation about what's going on because if all we do is listen to you know listen to media listen to that narrative and the, the, the type of news that's being spread it can be very overwhelming but when mm -hmm. we can relate to one another and remember that there's a, a positive human experience here um, I find it helps you know calm down the anxiety quite a bit 
Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there's always there's always an opportunity in crisis, and mm-hmm. you know this this planet goes into chaos often, right? With natural disaster and all of the things we're experiencing as a result of climate, and you know, human beings go into chaos. Um, it's yeah. part of what being a system of energy and information flow does, um, mm-hmm. and and oftentimes it's followed by reorganization and regeneration and healing. Um, and mm-hmm. so in many ways, this, this feels like an opportunity. Uh, and so I think it's really important that we be intentional, intentional about extracting the learning and mm-hmm. letting it change us, right? Yeah. It's like, it's okay to change. That's what we, we're, we're these incredible beings that are in constant flux that are, that are growing. You know, the, the thing I love about my job is that I get to witness growth right? I get to watch people radically transform via changing the narratives that they've told themselves throughout their entire lives. Um, and, and so this is a moment in history where we're all being called to, um, to change and to grow. And that's uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, in that way, it's like, you know, we have to just be resilient to that discomfort Mm, yeah um I want to ask you how you stay grounded in Mm. a period like now or a period of stress you know what is key for you to make sure and I know you have kids as well um you know you brought up a few things for for parents who are going through this but what does it look like for you yeah I mean I think I practice all of the things that I'm sharing with you today. I, I really, mm-hmm. I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of meditating. And when I say a lot of meditating, I don't mean I sit for hours on end. I mean, I meditate with every client before, you know, at the beginning of a session, I meditate in between my clients. These are sometimes three minute meditations. There are sometimes five minute meditations that are about calling my energy back into the present and grounding mm-hmm. myself. Um, and it's, it, you know, that can be quite simple. And whether you, you know, there's lots of apps out there that you can get on that have meditations if you need support for, um, or, or guidance, visualizations, whatever they might be. I also, you know, I have to say, I feel so fortunate to, to do what I do because I am, you know, in this kind of constant practice of being fully present with one or two people, if I'm working with a couple, um, for hours on end throughout the day. And so because of that, my system gets a lot of relief from being able to be in the here and now. Mm -hmm. And, and so a big part of my practice is my job, um, that I'm called to, to do. So I feel grateful for that. And I, I wish I could tell you that my kids made me feel grounded, but <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I have three daughters under the age of eight. Um, so it is, um, you know, they are certainly teachers for me and reminders of the areas where I still have a lot of growing to do. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they reflect that back to me all the time. So I, I think, I think, I do the best that I can to practice with them, um, but it's not perfect. I can assure you of that. Um, and and truly, doing a puzzle, coloring, even if it's 15, 20 minutes um, mm-hmm. in a day, it makes a huge difference in terms of regulating um, everybody's 
system, right? Because children respond and, and as do adults to resonance and connection and presence. So if we're able to mm-hmm. just nourish each other with that experience, um, and, and, you know, given today's world, it's, it's pretty remarkable that sometimes we can't even do that for 15, 20 minutes in a day. Um, so it's important to be intentional about, about doing that. Mm-hmm. Carve out that time. Yeah. Um, that's all wonderful advice. Um, and in closing, I actually want to ask you what's my favorite question that I ask all mm-hmm. podcast guests. And mm-hmm. maybe the answer will be slightly different today because we're speaking in a, in a specific context. But um, what do you wish women would do more of? Oh, gosh. Um, I wish women would do a lot of things. <laughs> um, I, I wish <laughs> there can women be more than would, one thing. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I wish women would um, give themselves permission to be imperfect more. Mm-hmm. I wish women would be... Um, you know, more inclined to come from an abundance mentality and go and, and really foster cooperation instead of competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and trust, really trust that there is enough um, for all of us to thrive. Uh, and so supporting other women in thriving is, um, is only going to enhance, um, you know, our ability to thrive as women. So I think it's really about cooperation and compassion for one another, love for one another. I, I happen to, you know, have a female owned business, uh, as you do. I, Mm -hmm. I love women. I have four brothers and I absolutely adore women. Um, I've been really fortunate to have the most incredible friends and, uh, women in my life. So mm-hmm. I think it's all about championing women because they're incredibly wise. They are embodied in ways that, um, you know, is really important for intuition and, and truth and, and knowing how to step into a calling and creating change on the planet and in the world. And so I mm. think the more we can support each other to do that and step into those leadership roles, the better. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And okay. this is all this is all amazing wishes for women. And I think we'll we have our work cut out for ourselves ahead of, you know, what's happening. I love that you brought up that women, you know, can foster that change. I think mm-hmm. we're about to play a, a big role in, you know, what's gonna go on in the world and mm-hmm, getting through mm-hmm. this current situation. We are, situation. I mean, we are playing a big role. It's pretty incredible what's, mm. what's happened just in the, in the course of the last few years. So mm. yes, it's, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Casey. This was extremely useful advice. I'm sure a lot of people will find it uh, very helpful in the, in the current times and uh, all the best with all the, you know, the new Wessel projects. and everything that you're working on. Thank you so much for speaking to me today. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. A huge thank you to Casey for this conversation. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be adding a few more conversations with women who have great advice to help us get through these difficult times. I hope you find these conversations helpful. Thank you to TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs for their support of The Brand is Female. 
You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Yeah.